And there's a lot of pressure in being wanted because people get used to your presence and people get used to seeing you out there, seeing you generate content. And when you're not there, they ping you and and that is very appreciated. It's appreciated when people reach out and say, oh, where are you? I missed the podcast. I would say it's a huge ego boost, but I also don't want anyone or even from me to feel pressured to come back simply because people ask, where are you? I want to show up with intention. I want to show up with value. I don't want to just post random things just because I know it's going to get clicks because at the end of the day, clicks aren't going to really take me far when it comes to growing this business and this platform. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 158 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. A lot of you have been asking, where have I been? It's February of 2022, and this is the first episode that we're putting out. Typically, we come back from our December break in January. This year was definitely different. So I thought I would kick off our season five by sharing a little bit about where I've been, um, giving you guys a business and a life update. So if you're more interested in the life update, I'll timestamp this so you can fast forward to that section of this episode. But let's dive straight in. From a business perspective, what's been going on? Last year, I talked to you all about the fact that I was pivoting She's Off Script into a fully-fledged media business. And before that, I was a consultant. I had a consulting business of my own where I was helping you guys and the different business owners I worked with figure out what their digital growth strategy needed to look like. Loved doing that, but... Ultimately, I felt called and pulled more towards the She's Off Script platform that I had been doing as something on the side. But it started to take off, I would say, a little bit more. And I knew if I watered it, if I gave it a little bit more of my focus, it could really be something that impacted more people. So here we are. At the start of 2021, I actually thought to myself, in order to make this happen, I will need five things. First and foremost, I needed to grow this community. I needed to grow the audience. And I needed also, secondly, to create enough content to feed that audience. I needed to create resources that they wanted to keep on coming back for. And third, I needed a team to support the creation of that content, as well as to support the community that I was trying to build. Um, Fourth, I needed to figure out a better distribution model, which simply means how was I going to share the content that I was creating? And finally, because I was no longer generating consulting revenue, I needed to figure out how to generate revenue on this platform. And one of the ways I know I could generate revenue on this platform is to have brand partnerships. So I needed to focus on nurturing those relationships as soon as I could. So at the beginning of the year, I set about reinvesting the revenue I'd made on the consulting side of my business into She's Off Script. And 
let me tell you, I knew that 2021 was going to be a year of just sowing seeds. I wasn't going to see a lot of the fruits of my labor until this year. And I had to be okay with doing the behind the scenes work. I think a lot of times we get caught up in the need to have you know, something to share, big announcements all the time. And life is just not like that. You're not always going to have every single season is a big celebration. You have to put in the work so that you can have that season of celebrating. And I was okay with that. So I set off working the plan that I had put in place. And step number one was getting a team to support the efforts I already had underway, which meant I hired a podcast management company. Now the podcast management company was a godsend. It really freed up my time to do all the groundwork, to network, to pitch brands. But it also was a risk having the support all housed within one business. So they were actually, from the moment I would record, I would hand it over to them. And there was a sound engineer that would edit the podcast audio. There was also um, someone who helped with the graphics, posting, creating show notes, everything they did. And then towards the end of last year, I heard from them that they were actually closing down. Now, of course, that was the risk to having everything housed within one company is that I had to now then figure out a way to replace the help I had from that company. And honestly, it sent me into a little bit of an interviewing frenzy because I was trying to, as I said, replace the team that I had. But then I had to pause because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't trying to replace the exact same model because I was in my comfort zone with them. And I have to admit that it was a little bit of a comfort zone having that structure. So when I took a step back, I knew that I had to think through the support the support model for the business I wanted to grow as opposed to the business I was coming from, knowing that 2021 was a big transition year for me. So I'm glad I took the pause I needed. Now, also in order to make sure that I was creating a structure that worked well for me, I also had to block out a lot of the influences that we have all around us on social media. I didn't want to get caught up or be influenced unknowingly even by what other people were doing, by how other people were running their business. I wanted to be intentionally researching and understanding revenue generation models for media businesses, for understanding who the front runners in the industry were and what their best practices were. I really wanted to be intentional about learning as opposed to just being someone who just catches on or latches on to trends that are going on. Around the same time, the Instagram algorithm started to change drastically. The algorithm was favoring reels. And for me, I just did not see myself using reels in the way that people were using them. I think there was a lot of bandwagoning where people were just jumping onto trends and dancing and pointing. And that just wasn't in integrity with who I am. I just knew I wasn't going to be the person to make those sorts of reels. So I needed to figure out what was going to work for me in my business with promoting the podcast, knowing that Instagram was one of the major lead generators that we have for the She's Off Script platform as well. 
So I have to say that it was honestly a great decision I made to go a little bit radio silent and turn inward just to understand what are my goals? What do I value? What do people come here to the Shoes Off Script platform for? And how can I make sure that I am in fact continuing to serve my audience and not necessarily falling into whatever the trends seem to be, because I would say that's one of the biggest ways that you can start to, you know, have a gap between you and your community where you're no longer serving their needs and you see a drop off in engagement because you're no longer relevant to them or the reason they came to you is no longer being served by you. And that's okay if you're intentionally pivoting away from your initial audience and serving a new audience, that's absolutely okay. But if it's happening unintentionally or it's happening without you realizing it, then you're on the other side wondering, okay, why is no one engaging? Why is no one listening or you know, liking? That's something entirely different. So I wanted to be intentional about the way I was producing content as opposed to just putting things out there for the sake of putting things out there. And there's a lot of pressure in being wanted because people get used to your presence and people get used to seeing you out there, seeing you generate content. And when you're not there, they ping you and and that is very appreciated. It's appreciated when people reach out and say, oh, where are you? I missed the, I missed the podcast. I would say it's a huge ego boost, but I also don't want to anyone or even from me to feel pressured to come back simply because people ask, where are you? I want to show up with intention. I want to show up with value. I don't want to just post random things just because I know it's going to get clicks because at the end of the day, clicks aren't going to really take me far when it comes to growing this business and this platform. So hence the reason I took the step back. You better believe there was a lot of work going on behind the scenes, but once again, that's the season I was in, was a very behind the scenes season. And I have to say coming out of all the planning and the strategy and the building behind the scenes, I've already seen the fruits of that because coming back this year, one of the things I've instituted is a batching process for the interview podcast episodes. I have instituted just like a recording week. So I have one week period where all the interviews are going to take place. And that gives me one to two months worth of recorded interviews. That way people can actually help me. I can hand it over to people without feeling rushed. And I know exactly when everything is happening. And that also means the three to four other weeks of the month, I'm able to focus on different types of content and different types of activities within my business. And it's been freeing so far. So you'll see the episodes that are coming out. Hopefully you're noticing that there's a little bit more quality and thought put behind them simply because of the way I have approached the batching process for those episodes. Okay, so what is next for the She's Off Script platform? You've seen over the years, I've experimented, I've tried a few things based on feedback that you guys have given me of what you want to see. I've tried and I've implemented it. And one of the things I implemented was a membership, which I know some of you joined and participated with us at the beginning of last year. I think that ran for about six months before we paused the membership. And while you all seem to get a great deal of value from the membership, I was finding that 
the upkeep was tough because there was constantly um, content that was needed within that model. And because I was doing it for the first time, I was generating the content as we were going along. So I really needed to rethink the way I was delivering that membership program. And as a result, I also wanted to make sure that you all felt like it wasn't overwhelming for you because that's some, some of the feedback I received was you didn't feel like you had enough time to implement. And then the next month there was already a new set of deliverables or a new set of content that we were working on or skills we were working on. So I took all that feedback on and try to figure out how can I deliver the membership in a way that addresses some of the concerns that you all had. So Here's one of the first announcements that I can make for the year is that we are bringing back our membership, but it's going to look a little bit different from the membership that we had before. It's going to make it even more accessible than it was before. And it's going to make, it's going to give you a little bit more of an opportunity to engage in the community of this platform, as well as engage with me one-on-one. I think Some of you have reached out and wondered how to work with me one-on-one. And since I'm no longer doing the consulting side of my business, I still wanted to find a way to integrate touch points with you all. So stay tuned. I know a few of you were on the wait list for the membership program. So you will certainly be the first to find out when doors open open back up. But if you are interested in general, join the She's Off Script mailing list. I will have a link down in the description if you're on YouTube or in the show notes if you're listening to the audio podcast so that you can be sure to hear as we are rolling out the new membership program. So the other kind of peek into what's coming in the future is the fact that I've already already mentioned to you in my last update that we started this platform and this community focused on entrepreneurship because the off-script woman, who's an ambitious woman, was probably looking for different ways to create success for herself. A lot of you work corporate and are trying to build businesses on the side. A lot of you are also new business owners who are looking for resources to grow your businesses. So that's who we've been serving. But I also am aware that There are a lot of different facets to the off-script women. And I mentioned to you that I wanted to find ways to serve those different aspects of who you are. So watch out for more content being rolled out that's going to really serve you in the different facets of your life that you are working on today. Because we're not just business owners, we're also moms. We're also women who need to take care of ourselves individually. We're in relationships. And so there are different things that we can all find ways to create blueprints for success around and not necessarily just our businesses. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, I'm open to your feedback. So if there's additional content that you would love to see from me, even if you're following me on my personal socials and there's content there that I create that you're interested in hearing more of from me, I would encourage you to reach out and let me know. Send me an email, send me a DM. Let me know what you're interested in seeing more of as we expand our offerings. But I'm really excited to see all of this come to pass because it's been a work in progress over the past year. And as a side note, this is just a word of encouragement for you all that are now coming to my platform. I want to encourage you that 
when you meet me here as I am in this season, just know that a lot of work has gone into it before you even met me. When I roll things out this year, it's not for a lack of thought, strategy, hard work, sweat and tears, wanting to give up that's gone into it. So I would encourage you to keep on working and keep on doing your work so that when the season to harvest comes, you can do it confidently because you know that you've already put in the right work into it. Hopefully that's a word for somebody out there. All right, so that's really what's going on from a business perspective. Now to move on to what's been going on with me from a personal perspective, all right? Last summer, my family moved to Seattle from Dallas, Texas, and it was a huge move across the country, but it was time. I think we had been in Dallas for, I would, I'd like to say 12, maybe 13 years. It, it was a long, a long stint in Dallas. And when I came out to see Seattle and visit, I just loved the vibe. It's just really me. It's beautiful out here. It's lush. It's green. Dallas is kind of dry highways here. It's like you get the mountains, you get the ocean. Um, the homes are eclectic, at least in the neighborhoods that I've seen. It's not just like the tracked developments. Although you do have those, I would say, west of Seattle or east of Seattle, rather where they do have a lot of the tracked homes that people tend to love if they're coming to Seattle from other parts of the country. But for us, we just wanted our kids to experience something different, to experience different opportunities. From a personal perspective, taking a break really was great for my mental health. Um, my family took our first vacation since the pandemic hit. We went to Hawaii. So if you follow me on my personal Instagram, you saw a little bit of that. And it was amazing. It really was. And that's one of the reasons that I think our move to Seattle was amazing because it helped us set our family up for a different side of life. It is much more expensive living here, but you kind of also have to weigh the pros and cons for what you get out of being here than from the Midwest. So for example, if we were living in Dallas, the flight to Hawaii may have been $1,100 to $1,500, but the flight in fact, from Seattle to Hawaii cost us $300. So that's an experience that was a little bit more affordable for our family, given how close we live to Hawaii now, right? So, and hopefully in the future, trips to Asia will be more affordable for us because of where we are, right? You just kind of have to weigh the pros and cons of your lifestyle experiences that are going to change living in Seattle. So we're still kind of figuring that out. We're still kind of navigating that. When we first moved to Seattle, I did share our house hunting video with you all. And that was on my personal YouTube channel that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but that was the house hunt was for a rental. And now we are ready to purchase a home here. And let me tell you, I'm so glad I had that mental break because it really does kind of play games with your nerves and play games with your heart because you get attached to one house and then all of a sudden, you know, someone goes in and they waive all the contingencies, which means 
They don't do any inspections on the home. They don't care. They, they just say, here's the money. We're buying the house. And when you are putting down that much money, and for me, I don't really like to talk about numbers in that way, but to give you perspective, the level of the down payment that we're going to be putting down on the house is comparable to how much we bought our Dallas home for. Of course, we bought the home like 10 years ago, so prices are different. But I I just realized that the other day and thought to myself, oh my goodness, this is just a different level. Of course, we've been blessed and things have changed over the past 10 years. So we'll take that. But at the same time, it just really puts into perspective the difference and where life is these days. But that being said, that's really what part of what's taking up my mental space and has been taking up my mental space is the house hunt process and figuring out where do we want to live? What schools are the kids going to go to depending on where we live? Do we want, you know, a beautiful, large Texas sized home in Seattle. And when you do that, we're finding that you may live in an area where the schools aren't great. And it's just not making sense to me. The math isn't mathing because the home is beautiful, but the schools are just atrociously underrated. And then you're going to have to go to private school. It doesn't make sense, right? So we're still trying to figure that out. So pray for us because the market is probably going to get even more hot and hopefully we find the home that is meant for us to find, honestly. Um, We know what we're wishing and praying for, but at the end of the day, we're just praying that we get the home that best suits our family. All right, so that's the house update. other thing that I've been focused on from a personal perspective is physical health, right? So on two fronts, last year, a friend of mine got diagnosed with breast cancer and she has been amazing about sharing her journey on social media. And I honestly value the information she's sharing and I'm just so amazed by her strength. But the fact that she really encouraged all of us young people to make sure that we are not falling behind on our checkups, it just really spurred me to set a whole bunch of appointments. And in fact, I had felt a lump in my breast and I was like, okay, let me make an appointment. So I actually did have a mammogram in January and it turned out everything is just fine. But I love that what she had said in her message in this time for her that must be really tough for her and her family, she's out there encouraging other people. That's just who she is. So I'm glad that I have really refocused on my health because as you are working on your business, there are times where you just forget to set appointments or the appointment comes, they call you to confirm and you're just like, "Mm, my calendar is looking really busy. Sorry, I can't. So I had done that one too many times last year. And in fact, if I'm being honest, since the pandemic hit, because I honestly did not want to be in any medical settings. And so it's good that I've taken this opportunity just to go back and make all the appointments that I've been falling behind on. And it's really given me some peace of mind because it's not just my business that needs me. My family needs me. And I want to make sure that I'm in the best health possible. So I have a clean bill of health but I'm glad that I was prompted by her to really take my health 
even more seriously. Even though I'm young, you just never know. So that's the reminder to you all. If you haven't been, you know, going to the appointments that you know you're supposed to do on a regular basis, yearly, whatever, make sure that you're getting those checkups scheduled. You still have time. It's the beginning of the year. Okay. So I mentioned from two perspectives, right? The second perspective is from a physical exercise and eating perspective. So I've been one of those people who can eat whatever I want. I'll go to a party. I will just gorge myself on ice cream, cake, whatever, you know, come home with a little bloating. I'll sleep, come back. I mean, wake up and the stomach is flat. I'm ready to go like nothing happened. That's just genetic for me. It's always been um, like I, my sisters and I, we are small framed, but you know, we, we have a little bit of muscle. We have a little bit of muscle, right? And this past two or three months, I felt like I was gaining weight and that came to a head in January, early February, where I felt like every day I would wake up and I would have gained a pound. I would have gained a a pound or two. And I was just like, this has never happened to me in my life. And I'm sure for a lot of you who see me, it's probably like, oh my gosh, I roll. She's so little. But it's also concerning, right? Where your body has never done this before. So you start to wonder what's going on, right? Hence me setting up all of those doctor's appointments. But I also figured that it was time to start taking care of my body. It was time to start exercising regularly again. I'm someone who ran track in high school, always had worked out and, you know, did CrossFit before I started having my kids, but totally have fallen off on the physical fitness front. I will do yoga, but not regularly. I'll go on walks, but as it's gotten colder and darker, I wasn't going on walks anymore. And I think my body just said, help, right? You're doing, you're not who you used to be. Um, even from the fact that we used to have a three level home. So I had lots of stairs to go up and down all day. Now we're in a smaller rental home and everything is within a few steps, right? So there was a big change in lifestyle with the pandemic. We're not going out as much as we used to. So my body was just like, we don't know who you are anymore. Fix it, fix it. So I downloaded the app Noom and Noom really helped me track what I was eating. And it wasn't about really losing weight. It was more so about what are you putting into your body? And I noticed I was starting to have more migraines and they were getting more and more debilitating. And I was just like, what is going on? So my husband would would remind me that he had heard um, Tabitha Brown's story of how she went vegan because she was having these debilitating migraines. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I can go all the way vegan, but you know, I need to start watching what I'm eating and I need to check, you know, what's triggering the migraines. So that's been about a month and a half long journey with Noom and it's been amazing. And then I started Heather Robertson's um, 12 week program. She has a free 12 week workout program on YouTube. And that's been amazing. Um, Monet Hambrick, who's a, a show alum, shared it with me. She's always doing those workouts in between her travels. So I'm so glad that I was able to kind of get into some sort of a natural rhythm with working out. And the fact that I'm working out again means I've decided to wake up earlier. So I wake up at six before everyone else in the house, 
workout before the kids wake up. And as the kids are kind of coming up to brush their teeth, I'm wrapping up my workout and then we can kind of get them on their way to school. It also helps that we have, you know, a balance and division of labor, quote unquote, in our household where my husband gets the kids ready for school in the morning or he gets their breakfast ready. They're old enough to get dressed themselves. Thank goodness. So it really buys me that extra cushion that I need in the morning to get my workout done, jump in the shower and be out in time for the girls to have breakfast and just kind of check them before they go to school. So I would say From a personal perspective, from a physical health perspective, this has been a little bit of a wake-up call period for me. And my younger sister was just like, so you're 35? Okay, now I know that probably when I turn 35, I can't just keep on eating and not working out and, you know, doing whatever I want. And honestly, I think if you saw my dad, you'd probably be like, okay, you're going to be petite forever. Um, Cause I think we favor him from a physical perspective, but I also don't want to be like a little, like, you know, a skinny person with a pot belly. Cause I don't think I gain weight in the right places. <laughs> I tend to just gain weight, you know, in my stomach. So I don't want that in, in any case. I think I need to stay healthy. As I said, not just for me, not just for, for my business, but for my family as well. Right. So That I think was a great way for me to kick off the year, just investing back in myself. There's still a lot of work to do, but at least I've gotten into the habit. I think um, the common saying is if you do something consistently for 28 to 30 days, it becomes habit. So waking up early and working out has become a great habit for me, tracking what I'm eating and making sure that I'm not just eating for the sake of eating has really been a great habit for me to start having. Okay, so I have rambled for a little bit, but I really wanted to connect with you guys and let you know what's been on my mind, what I've been working on, and hopefully this is a great jumping off point for us as we get the year started. You can expect to see me back on social media. You can see my face again. We can chat in my stories or in my DMs. So feel free to hit me up there. On Thursday, we will have another episode coming out. We don't usually have Tuesday episodes, but on Thursday, we will have a regularly scheduled um, guest interview episode that I'm really excited for you all to see. So tune back in on Thursday. Also, if you're new around here, we have over 150 audio episodes that you can binge listen to on she'soffscript.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else audio podcasts are available. We're also starting to get quite a bit of a YouTube library of videos so you can binge here as well. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here on Thursday for another episode. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript. Or you can catch up on past episodes at She'sOffscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.